Hello and welcome to Classic 15. I'm Michael Beek. My guest this week is David Cadouche, the prize-winning French pianist who is today regarded as one of the very finest of his generation. A soloist and chamber artist, David is a versatile and dynamic musician who is much in demand. So it's with great pleasure I'm able to steal some time with him today. David, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Now, when I was a child, I was obsessed with the piano. Just the sight of it made me want to touch such pianos. What's your earliest memory of, of the piano? It comes from this um, family gathering kind of party, like play for the uncle. And my sister played piano. So she was playing for the uncle. She was playing for the aunt. And I was like, I, I was jealous because there was this kind of uh, reunion around the piano that was nice. And I wanted to do that. And so that's why I think I chose the piano. This and probably the fact that my mother was obsessed with piano, as you were, I guess. She, she loved the instrument. She loved what it meant. I think she came from a, a broken home somehow. And she always told us that her neighbor, where she's from, she's from Lebanon, and her neighbor in Lebanon uh, was playing piano and she was very envious of that neighbor because um, it meant her family was pushing the child to work and the family was united around this child. And so for, for my mom, the piano was a kind of a, a balance instrument for the family. It meant that the family was, I guess, peaceful. I'm sorry, my English is not great, but I guess you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so you were encouraged, <laughs> obviously, absolutely, very yes, naturally yes, to take to yes. it. And you, you enjoyed sort of exposure very young. Um, how did that impact sort of where you went from there? Because what, you were 13 when you won that competition in, was it Milan? Exactly, yeah. I didn't realize I was young. Being on stage at such a young age, you don't really realize what's happening to mm. you. You're just, you're practicing. So it, it feels like a kind of a natural progression. It did mean that uh, in terms of organization, I had to leave school. I was studying, you know, school at home. I was homeschooled. Uh, it meant that uh, my free time was not the one of a regular teenager, but it also kind of adapted to my personality. I was, I don't think I was a regular teenager. I felt very asocial. I didn't feel uh, very comfortable around people my age. So music, I don't know, I kind of, I think I found music more than music found me. I found music as a refuge, as a place where I could be myself. And even if it meant having a different life, that different life adapted to who I was at that time. And achieving something like a competition win at that age, did that add stresses to you when you were sort of moving forward in your education? Do you feel a pressure to sort of stand, you know, stand up to that? It did, but I think it's a good pressure because I still, I'm feeling that pressure. Mm. If it's not a competition, it's a recording that I heard and of people playing the same piece that I, I, I'm playing and I find wonderful. So I have pressure of, of trying to find a version of mine it's pressure is always there when you do arts because you want to get it the essence of something and to get the essence you have to press and press the fruit you know mm. and to press that fruit you need work you need uh yeah pressure is exactly the word you need pressure on top of that fruit so it kind of uh it, it's true that it, it gave this sense of responsibility for my future it was a good learning experience yes that pressure 
Definitely. And that invitation to go to New York from Itzhak Perlman, what do you remember about that time and that trip and the concert? The wonderful thing about Perlman is that he took a bet on me because I sent a tape to this summer program. And now that I teach, it was just a tape of a regular edition at a conservatory. And I played some Schubert, I remember. And uh, my, my parents decided to send it to him. I don't even know how they find the address. It was kind of a luck. And uh, he listened to it. And he said, he should come to my program. And then I spent the whole summer with him. But, you know, that that initial kind of invitation to go to his festival, because he has this festival for youngsters in Shelter Island in New York, uh, was a bet. Because I was this French pianist and he took only five pianists, I, I can't remember, from Juilliard, you know, that he knew. And I was this very young French guy. And yeah, he took a bet and uh, we became very close. And that that's the, the invitation was you know, a fruit of that uh, collaboration, even though it was not a collaboration. I was, you know, he was teaching me most of the time, but uh, it was, it was amazing because like I did have, I did the opportunity to have, to play in, in the Carnegie Hall and it was just mind blowing at that young age. Yeah. I remember backstage telling myself in the mirror, this is, you know, I was still young, but I remember my look at the, in the mirror, I was like, I can't believe I'm here. And what would you say to, to young artists who were stepping out of the conservatoire sort of system and thinking about a professional career in music? Um, there's all sorts of hurdles they have to sort of get over in order to get to the point where you are now, obviously you're a fair few years down. What would you say to them? What, what's, the, what's the advice you would give them for the first things they should be thinking about, do you think? They really have to listen to as much music as possible, mm. I would say musical culture in terms of listening to recordings, know what's out there, knowing what you are talking about. And um, yes, getting that sense of deepness in the work, not just practicing yourself alone, but opening yourself to other, yeah, other versions of your piece. I think that's, that's one of the best advice I could give. And when you, when you go out of the conservatory, you have that sense of I'm going to eat the world or, you know, or I'm very scared, but you have this sense of being alone against the world. And it's not like that at all. It's uh, you're part of this huge generations of, of musicians that come before you and you can, you know, actually sit on the neck of giants. If you listen to great recordings, if you study with someone that you admire, opening yourself to the world is the best advice at that young age, I think. That and the second one I see with my, some of my students sometimes is people that think they're shy or people think that they have a, a quality that is not adaptable to the career of a concert pianist uh, if they want to do that. It's sometimes you can use weaknesses uh, as power. If you're shy, this can be a wonderful uh, tool because people sense People sense that when you go on stage, it's, you know, this, this weakness is beautiful. And that's also an advice I would give to my students. Weaknesses are beautiful. They're not something that you have to fight against. So being shy, not being on social media, I don't know. Things, just be yourself because at the end of the day, even if you don't have the most skyrocketed, you know, the most, the, the fastest career ever, if you're sincere with who you are and you present yourself in, 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 you know, in very humble way on stage, I think 
that transparency is what's actually moving the, the audience at the end of the day. Mm. I mean, when you were studying, was there any talk about how you, you know, promote yourself as a musician? Were you really, really just focusing on the music rather than sort of the business of music? Were you even thinking about how to be a performer? Because I imagine it's one thing to be a fine pianist, you know, practically and technically, but then to actually be able to stand on a stage in front of thousands of people, that's a different thing, isn't it? You're right. I'm 36. My generation didn't really have that question in mind. It was mostly about practicing, winning competitions mm. and uh, getting out there and having your concerts. Now you do have to deal with everything. You have to uh, know how to talk. You have to have a project. You have to have social media, a persona on on stage, on the on the public eye. So it's you have all those things to deal with. But I think people adapt themselves really quickly. I see that with the youngsters that I that I go and see at the concerts or people that I follow or people that I teach. They really adapt. I feel that this is not something that has to be uh, taught. I do think that it's a huge kind of um, mental toll sometimes it it takes a lot on someone to uh it's 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 lots of, it's lots of work it's not just practicing your piano anymore it's it's yeah it's posting it's uh knowing how to talk but ultimately and that's why they tell them i think it's all great for the art because if you i take myself as an example i prepare a concert now i like to speak to the audience so i'll prepare a little speech that speech is an extra work, yeah. But at the end of the day, I learn new things about the pieces that I play. I open myself to other versions of the piece because I, I get to listen to other things. I listen to radio programs about that piece. I see videos on YouTube about other things about that piece. And so that extra work actually is contributing to me playing, I think, ultimately better. Sure. Posting on social media, it's... It's, 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 it's lots of work. But at the end of the day, also, you have to realize that people that go to see your page, they want to see your personality. So they want to see sincerity. It helps define an artist in a very um, interesting way, those social medias. Because in a couple of pictures, a couple of videos, you do have to get this sense of personality too. And as an artist that has... It's, those words are scary, but they're not that scary. As an artist that has to sell himself in, you know, in a very efficient way, social media is kind of uh, a very good um, way to express who you are in very little words and in a very um, yeah, economic kind of uh, way. So I think it's ultimately all those things are a great deal of work a great deal of pressure but they do contribute sometimes to a better artist i would say and it must be difficult though to stand out from the crowd <laughs> it's that is not the question though because it's not something that you do it's not something that you control and it's does not depend on you so uh, that's also an advice it's doing something very unique is is out of your resources. It will happen if it does happen. And as young as you are, and obviously you're able to pass this stuff on, are you, st are you learning yourself from the next generation that's coming through with, with those sorts of... Absolutely, yeah. I'm learning. Yes, yes. At, at first, I don't think I saw the positive 
side of all this, but now I I am more inclined of seeing that it can help careers, it can help personalities, it can help. It's just this huge now um, huge package of an artist that you received that you receive with those medias. It's it's a very interesting way of discovering someone, and it's for classical music that that has always been. Um, said to be elitist or um, part of another world. I think it's, it brings other people to the, the crowd. It's, uh, it's a good way of, yeah, of, of teaching how to, uh, to listen to a piece. It's, um, I think that these are very positive tools, yeah. And you've been playing now for you know, 20 years or more. I mean, you, you must have some stories. Are there any lessons you've learned the hard way? Is there anything you can sort of think of that was a, a valuable um, lesson? <laughs> Always think positive. I think in this job, it's such a hard job that um, being dramatic and uh, negative in terms of when you're playing with other people is not helping. Never. So always kind of be the force forward because that's a good person to be. And also it will help you deal with all the problems of a concert life. And, um, you know, it's a path. It's like... Um, It's like I would start now, now and I need to go to China by foot. And I do have to start somewhere. And I do have to you know, start working at, walking at one point. So music is like that. I might never get to China, but it's the path that counts. So put yourself out there. Work. Uh, listen to other things. And, but do, do, the, do the walking. And the walking it can be many things. It can be listening to th other people. It can be... It can be working in other fields of music. It can be, uh, it's just, it's, it's the walking that it's important. Mm. Do, do yourself a favor and start walking. Sure. And people walk with you as well, I imagine. So who have been like the, the key people for you so far who've, who've gone on that journey with you? And have they given you any advice that has stuck with you that you would want to pass on? I think Dimitri Bashkirov, the person that I've been working with for years in, in Madrid, was extremely helpful in terms of imagining the sounds and, and, and creating my own musical world. When I'm in the subway singing myself, the melodies of singing the piece inside of me all the time. Music is not just when you practice your piano, it's all the time. That's a valuable lesson. Barenboim, in terms of being able to explain whatever you you want to do in music. If you have a process, being able to express it in words is a very important part of understanding the process. And um, Kirill Gerstein, he's a German wonderful pianist, very famous. Uh, maybe the, the economy of, of the moving. I did lots of moving when I was at the piano playing when I was younger. And his, the way he plays, that is very humble, his simplicity inspired me a lot to be a more, mm, to find a simpler, a purer form of playing. So that helped me, yeah. These are the three people that I would say that, are, that inspired me the most. I'm sure that will inspire in itself young, young musicians listening to this. So thank you, David, for your thank time you today. Much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And that's all from this edition of Classic 15. Thank you for listening. And until the next time, goodbye.